The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. Previously, on the Very Good Adventuring Team. What's their end goal? Where are they heading? They don't really have an end goal. They're on a road to nowhere. Okay, so they just wanted us to help them pass in this one part, not like travel with them. Should we set up some traps or anything like that? Yeah, I was just thinking that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Were we going to do something with the moon? I don't know. How about (laughs) just a normal moon? And out in the sticks and wilderness and trees before you, darkness settles over the fields. It's a tonal language made entirely of giggles and laughs. (laughs) Clownies. Set this glyph to war clown. It explodes in a giant ball of fiery... Purple magic explosion. <laughs> Roscoe's turn is occupied by the surprise he feels. <laughs> Both arms up and then wave forward like kaboom thunder wave, and then back up like peace out bitches. <laughs> Flies back up to the wagon. So this dude has to try and convince these two people. <laughs> yeah. For about 30 days <laughs> to try and go join the other group. <laughs> <laughs> we lie there dead on the ground. <laughs> I'm going to cast uh, Blindness Deafness at this group of clowns. <laughs> You guys are savages towards clowns, man. <laughs> you got those ball bearings handy again? <laughs> I don't think I do this time. They wouldn't be very handy in a like a muddy field. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> For each slot above the second. So I think if I cast this at three... I think if I cast it at fourth level, that would give me all three of those guys. If you cast this spell at the fourth level, you will indeed get two additional creatures, so that'll be the total of three, which you could do Abe, Betty, and Chaz. I shall. Excellent. And uh, I am casting Blindness. Okay. Constitution saving throws all around. Let me just double check their constitution. Yeah, they're pretty constituted. I'm going to get a plus three on this roll. Your save is 15? 
16? 16. 16, all right. Rolling for Abe. That's a critical fail. He's super blind. <laughs> uh, seven for Betty. <laughs> also blind. And wow, man. Good, good timing on the bad rolls. A three is going to be uh, not good enough for Chaz. Or sorry, a six actually at the end of it. But at the end of the day, Chaz, Betty, and Abe are three blind clowns. <laughs> three blind clowns. Excellent. Kolvik, it is over to you. All right. While Ishmael is trying to convince the Frozen, um, I don't even know who that is, in front of him. I can't, I don't speak their language. I'm going to go ahead and... Yeah, these aren't their real names, by the way. They have no words for these names in their own language. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine them having really long, elaborate names. (laughs) 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 Their names are all like, is that guy over there taking a shit? (laughs) <laughs> Never mind, that's not even funny Their laugh language is tonal and super hard to speak so I'm trying to <coughs> Cast that at a higher level But inflict wounds On hit, it is a 3d10 <coughs> And for each level above It is an extra 1d10 So I was going to do it at a 4 Originally at a 2, so a 4d10 no, right. no, I'm sorry, 5d10 oh. Kolvik attacking with Inflict Wounds, casting at a higher level to do 5d10 damage to Hannah. Mm-hmm. And that would have been uh, 13 for the attack. Oh, a 13 is a hit? It is a hit? Yeah. Okay. All right. And that will be a 28. 28 damage to Hannah. Dingo and the baby. All right. Movement or anything else on your turn? Nope. Just going to sit there and concentrate real hard? We're just going to sit here and concentrate real hard on Ishmael. Eric. I'm Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Eric is going to attempt to chase Roscoe back through these caravans and is not successful in seeing the rod. Roscoe, I'm going to have you roll a 1d6. Six. Six. Look at that. That is six damage to Eric as he trips and face plants right in front of you. And that's going to be Eric's turn. Eric is definitely riggedy, riggedy wrecked. Over to Fran. Fran does not see where you went, Roscoe, and is going to attempt to run over to Kolvik and is going to take a short bow shot at Kolvik. Uh, regrettably, Hannah is right in front of Kolvik, so I'm going to call that half cover. That's a critical fail, and you know what happens on a critical fail when you shoot at somebody who's behind somebody else? You Wait. hit the person you didn't want to hit. Who is that? Who is firing? Fran. Fran is firing at Hannah at this point. Fran was trying yes. to fire at you. Gotcha. Fran I didn't see Fran failed. over there. Okay. Oh, man. So with that critical fail, Fran is actually going to hit Hannah. Fran is shooting the fucking hostage. Oh, it didn't roll very good for damage, though. That's going to just be five damage to Hannah. <laughs> I just see Hannah smiling. Her evil grin gets hit by her arrow and just bounces right back with an arrow stuck in her head or something like that. Oh, that's creepy. Can't creepy clown still images. Still smiling though. They're the war clowns of the mountains. They can do not but smile. 
Do you think they have like any of those props where it looks like an arrow goes through their head? <laughs> <laughs> their leader is Steve Martin. <laughs> it just hits the arm. I do that. I just pull it out and just bend it around their head. <laughs> All right. What's Don going to do on Don's turn? Don is going to run after Roscoe. Don makes it all the way up to where that bar is. Is going to have to beat a 26 on perception, which I think is actually impossible. Fails miserably. Don is going to take. Roll me a 1d6. Four. Don's going to take four damage and also face plants right next to Eric. <laughs> Good job on that immovable rod placement. Abe. Did Abe wise up yet? Abe wised up. Abe is going to take his action to move as far from combat as possible. And if Abe makes it to the edge of the map before somebody stops him, he will have escaped. Roscoe, it is back over to you. You have two war clones face planted on the ground next to you. Eric is wrecked. Dawn is bloodied. Yeah, complicates things. There's two of them there. All right, I'm going to take a bottle of cleaning fluid and hose them down. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Flick a match or my tender box. All right. Uh, give me, uh, give me just a D20 roll just to make sure that you hit them both. Two. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a critical fail. It's not going to be super bad. Um, and then let's see. Give me one more D20 roll just to determine which one you got. Low is Eric. High is Don. Also two. <laughs> all right. Well, you got it all over Eric. All right, and now give me a 1d10 roll as you strike that flame. And that's going to be the damage that Eric is going to take this here turn. Seven. Seven is enough to put Eric out of his clown misery. He rears up in flames and fades back down. And there's now a burning clown on the ground. <laughs> down, down to clown. Round, another, where's the rhyme with clown? Down another pound. Right, Put him in his burial mound. <laughs> hey, there it was. Uh, all right, so I'm going to call that uh, an action. You do have a bonus action and movement if you wanted to take it. Yeah, I'll run back to the front of the wagons. All right, back to the scene of hilarity over here. Ishmael. Ishmael doesn't really get to make any wisdom saving their throws or anything here, so he's just still... <laughs> <laughs> Unless he feels compelled not to tell these people. No, he's, he's got no reason to think that right now. So we'll get over to Chaz. Is Chaz smart enough to run? Chaz is not smart enough to run. He's going to take a bow shot up at Melvin on the top. Uh, that's going to be a 14 in your DC. That would be a miss. AC, rather. I s would he do so with disadvantage? Oh, yeah. Would definitely do it with disadvantage because it's that blind. He missed. Oh, four 14 is my armor class. Uh, and actually rolled the same thing on the other uh, the other shot. So Chaz, the arrow whisperer, apparently, remembered exactly where you were shot out in the night. Jeez. That's going to be 10 piercing damage to you. What the hell? Ow. Can I use my... Uh, I wonder if I can use luck. Can I use luck to get that rerolled? Can you use luck that way? I think... Yeah, you, <clears throat> you can use a luck point to make an opponent reroll, and they have to take the lowest of the two. Do they re-roll at disadvantage, though? I thought... Oh, man. Or no, you get to roll, and then you can choose which one they use. So you just roll 1d20. 
Which one did you roll? I think I rolled this red one. That would have been a 16 then. Yeah, so that's higher. You don't want to choose that. Not a great night to have good rolls. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So you tried to get a luck point to re-roll Chaz's awesome blind shot. What the fuck? Chaz, Chaz was having none of it. Chaz uh, still hit you. Betty, rolling at disadvantage, is also going to take a bow shot at you. Because, well, what the hell else is she going to do? She's fucking blind. Can't tell where to go. That 19 almost was it, but alas, it is the th 7. So that one is a miss. Let's bring it on back to Garth. Garth is paralyzed, but gets a wisdom saving throw and fails. Hannah gets a wisdom saving throw and fails. Melvin, it is now back to you. I'm going to cast Victor's Magnificent Fist. Victor's Magnificent Fist? Victor's Magnificent Fist. Victor's Magnificent Fist. Victor's Magnificent Fist? Wow, it sounds so magnificent, just like our Patreon sponsor. Indeed. It's so fisty. <laughs> it's full of live fisting action. <laughs> High flying live fisting action. Oh man. Well I can't wait to see that donation stop. <laughs> he knows what he's donating to. That's true. That's true. Alright, you have cast Victor's magnificent fist. What do you want to do with that fist? I am going to use it to grasp Chaz and squeeze the bloody life out of him. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> you, you poor, despicable war clown. I, really, if I had my druthers, I'd take Chaz and smash him into Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Druther. You know what? You're doing that, man. That's good enough that that's got to go. So you are going to... All right, so you're you're... First of all, grasping. It's got to make a grapple attempt. So you're going to roll me a d20 and add the hand's strength modifier, which is pretty fucking high. It's a plus eight versus a blind clown's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 16. That's good enough because it's a 15 on this side. Well done. I was kind of irritated almost that I rolled so well there, but thank God you got higher. Uh, so, when you do so, the target is going to take bludgeoning damage equal to 2d6 plus your spellcasting modifier. Uh, so roll me a 2d6 and add your spellcasting ability modifier. That would be a 11 plus, uh, is that my spell attack bonus? Um, sure. That would be attack your 19 then. All right. Pop. <laughs> I don't think I need to describe it any more detailed than that. Uh, it just pop. There's no more like, jazz. Like does this head fly out like a champagne cork? Or like... <laughs> uh, and then for the last part of this, you are going to make a forceful hand. Um, and it, you know it's generous. I probably shouldn't, but I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. Uh, or wait. Does this thing have like a like a punch? Yeah, the hand strikes one creature or object within five feet of it. Uh, blah blah blah. Attack for the hand using your game statistics. So give me an attack roll. Give me an attack roll using your regular spellcasting attack modifier. That would be a 
17. 17 is more than enough to hit. Give me 4d8 force damage against Betty. As <laughs> she is smashed with the, well, most of Eric's corpse. <laughs> or whatever that guy is. She's smashed with the headless corpse of Chaz. <laughs> Gross. Seven, eight, nine, fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen total damage. All right, that gets Betty into wrecked territory. Kolvik, it's over to you. Uh, just real quick, I'm going oh, to oh. move uh, behind one of these wagons that I'm on top of on the off chance that there's some more freak bow activity happening here. Yeah, you are... Uh... You're not doing well there. You got 10 hit points yeah, left. I'm taking a lot of damage. It wasn't too smart of me to go and uh, just get right on top of this stupid wagon. Probably should have gotten inside or something, but hey. So the Kolvik flytrap over there hasn't taken any uh, any damage, but Roscoe is down to about a quarter and Melvin's down to 10 hit points. So these clowns are kind of fucking you guys up. Mm -hmm. We have potion medicines as well. Not that good, huh? That's right. That's right. They're not that good in D and D. Forgot about that. Kovic, tell me about your turn. Would I be able to? Oh no! At at this point, I'm just trying to think. How long does a mi minute last for holding? Uh, you have six. ten turns. You have ten turns. Six, six seconds per turn. Ten turns would be a minute. All right. So you've used two of those so far, mm -hmm. if I recall. I probably should be marking it down, but combat almost never takes 10 rounds, so... Right. Because I kind of want to... I figured you'd fuck up your own concentration before the combat ends. I was so. actually <laughs> looking at everything, making sure I didn't do that. <laughs> I almost did once. <laughs> I want to pick Hannah up and bring him next to... Um, who is that behind Ishmael? Oh, uh, that's Garth. Garth. And tie them together. Okay. So they um, are immobile if they do wake up, and I don't have to worry about them. <laughs> You're just picking up a clown like a fucking star mannequin, putting it next to another clown, all the while the third clown is <laughs> trying to convince them to go somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for anything specific on that. I'm pretty sure you can pick up a clown, carry it 15 feet, and mm -hmm. yep. uh, rope yeah. it up. Want to rope up top and bottom so they're immobilized. How are you doing this? Are you doing them like back to back, side to side? We can do back to back. Okay. You're, are you roping Ishmael in as well, or are you just those no, two? No, Ishmael can just be Ishmael to start yelling at him <laughs> while they're tied up to move. All right. So no, I was thinking about, yeah, just back to back, tie them top, tie them bottom. Ishmael can keep yelling at him, and I can go towards Fran. Technically, Ishmael's going to do this for. 29 more days, so. <laughs> I mean, he's only going to live for, like, another three to four days most. Before starting to, you know, starve or whatever else happens. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you're going to move over by Fran? Yep. All so right. try to get um, him off Roscoe's back. <laughs> what are you thinking? Just like clown fucking gibbering at the other two. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they probably like, he tied them together and they probably fell over. So they're probably laying on the ground now. <laughs> Standing over them. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
why aren't you listening to me? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> the situation. It's not how it got. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Friends, I have known you all my life. <laughs> Listen to me when I tell you. Uh, all right, so Kolvik, you've moved right over in front of Fran. Fran is going to respond to that by taking an axe swing at you. Kolvik, tell me, does a... 22 hit your AC. 22 does hit my AC. That is also a baller-ass roll on the damage. You're going to take 18 slashing damage. So now you've been damaged. Yes, I have. Ouch. Uh, blind Dawn. Oh, no. Dawn is... Let's see. Dawn is going to take some movement to stand upright. And let's see. Can Dawn perceive where Roscoe went? She can. And can she perceive that there is a bar in the way? Man, she's real dumb. (laughs) (laughs) She runs back between the caravans, hits that immovable rock again. (laughs) Give me another D6 roll. It's going to be amazing if she dies from doing this over and over again. Uh, and is now laying prone in the road <laughs> to the west of Roscoe. Let's scoot it on over to Abe. Where did Abe go? So I thought that was a victory hands up for a second. That's, what, that's what I was thinking. Abe's first. up the top trying to run away. So uh, is Abe blind as well? Uh, Abe is blind, but is just running blindly oh, okay. to the north. I was going to say, does, does he have to like try to roll to see which way he's going is he going a straight direction uh just running in a straight line just ah. trying to gtfo here somebody should chase him down mm-hmm. i don't think we'll catch him at this point nope yep. Abe has made it to the edge I'll of the map you had and your has escaped wispy feet it only gets me so far though not, not anywhere close enough oh yeah that i don't have either i mean it would have taken me two. well misty step you mean no, no haste he I could have pasted and maybe dashed to but, try to catch up. Oh, on. well. Yeah. He's already gone. Abe has made it to the edge of the map and escaped. That brings it over to Roscoe. So just a quick summary before we go all the way back through the rounds here. Roscoe, who's taken quite a bit of damage, down to about a quarter health here, is next up in the turn order. The remaining clowns are Ishmael, Betty, Garth, Hannah, Fran, and Don. Ton is face down... In the road, again, um, and about halfway down, so bloodied. Betty's about halfway down, bloodied, and is blind. Fran is barely damaged at all, standing immediately in front of Kolvik, has no other status effects or ailments. Hannah and Garth, tied together, back to back, are still currently hold-personed. And Ishmael is standing above their uh, tied-together forms on the ground, uh, trying to convince them to rejoin well at this point join fran because that's all that's left of the center group all right i'm going to sneak attack fran with my bow seven seven to hit oh hold on actually 18 18 is a little better 18 is going to hit all right so 13 base plus all these guys 19 13 plus all these guys damage 19, you said? 19 plus 13. 32. Oh, Jesus, you're going to make me do the math? All right, yeah. 32. That gets Fran right on down to the wrecked territory. Or sorry, the bloodied territory. And then I'm going to go bolt back behind the wagons. Huzzah. You're taking the path, not where your, uh, <laughs> your immovable rod is. 
Ishmael continuing to try and convince Betty. Where's Betty at? Betty, blind Betty is pretty darn dumb and is going to fire a bow arrow wildly. Melvin, you are completely behind the wagon, so there's no chance of it hitting you. Garth has a wisdom saving throw, which fails. Hannah has a wisdom saving throw, which definitely fails. Melvin, it's back over to you. You really only have Fran and Betty as semi-serious combatants on the field right now. Uh, and in fact, just to speed things up, we're just going to say that uh, uh, Hannah, Garth, and Ishmael are no longer part of combat. I'm going to give... Let's see, who do we get? I'm going to give Betty uh, two shots of the finger guns and give her the Ray of Perkins. Excellent. So you peek out from the side of the wagon, or are you, are you rising up above the wagon? You still got Plube active. No, I'm just going to poke my head around the side of the wagon and just give her two quick finger guns. And <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> oh, Meg, nobody wants to figure bang you. <laughs> I'm going to uh, pretend you're the New York Knicks. What happened? <laughs> Rolling 2d12. 16. <laughs> All right. Constitution save from Betty, number one. On the first ray is a failure. On ray number two is also a failure. She is going to take the entire 16 <laughs> stinky damage. <laughs> pew, pew. Par, par. Also, even the spell itself smells. If you fail the spell, I imagine a little pops out. I mean, like, not a lot. You know, like, you don't go inside out, but I you're mean, probably going to at least... like the. It smells because Betty got hit by the spell, or does the spell actually smell itself? Like, <laughs> I feel like the spell itself wouldn't stink because, like, otherwise, how would you be casting it discreetly? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I just wanted to make sure I don't have, like, uh, some kind of smelly magic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awful if every time to... you cast it, like, and, like, what if your fingers stink yeah, afterwards? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stick lens fly from your finger. I have to like wipe my fingers off when I'm done. Oh man, that's what we should have thought. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be the arc of brown lightning, although I still cherish that as a line. But what if it was just it was like the stink lines? Like, that's what it looked like when it came out. It's like wavy stink lines. <laughs> oh, uh, gross. So Betty has uh, Betty's left a little surprise uh, and has taken some damage. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? Duck back behind the wagons? Uh, I wish I could do more, but no, I'll stay behind the wagons. Kolvik, you're right over there in front of Fran. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Is that concentration? No, it's not. Excellent. 13 is enough to hit. I mean, maybe with the word, the two that were concentrated are tied up. Maybe they can tell them not to. Eh. I don't know, but... So it's enough to hit? That is enough to All hit. All right. Just do it at a regular... And that will be eight. And then I will also make my regular attack with my Warhammer as well. For 14, which should hit. 14 is a hit. For another six. For another six. Excellent. Total of 14 was that? Right on. Back to Fran. Fran is going to swing right back at you, Kolvik. Actually, you know what? The first thing Fran's going to do is take a look around and see that... The group of war clowns is pretty decimated, so let's see if she's smart enough to 
Oh man, she is not smart enough to run. She thinks that this thing is still winnable. So she is gonna take a great axe swing at you. And that's gonna be a miss with uh, eight. Yep. Dawn is going to stand up. Dawn's in that same spot, trying to make a decision on stay or go, is also really dumb. Man, just not rolling good for their intelligence here. Uh, right. Uh, I'm gonna say that Dawn, after tripping over it the second time, for sure knows about the immovable rock <laughs> this time. Uh, and is going to run towards Kolvik, who's the only visible enemy combatant, and make a bow attack. That is a natural 20, so you are gonna take a grand total of eight damage. Eight. Roscoe, it's back over to you. So currently Dawn doesn't know where I am. I can sneak attack her. That is correct. That's what I'll do. Uh, stabby, stabby. 19 and 22 are both definitely hits. Right. And the sneak attack only counts for my main hand dagger, right? Yeah. So 13, 5, 18, plus 22, 40. A grand total of 40 damage. Holy shit. Yeah. Nice. Die, clown. Oh, man. I can't think of a way to describe this the way that I wanted to describe it. I was imagining Dawn is like was running towards Kolvik and you came up behind and just like stabbed like out through the boobs basically. That's not, that's not. It's not cool. Not, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> so with the, the grand total of 40 damage. Uh, yeah, you know what, why don't you tell me how this works out? Well, as Dawn is running towards Kolvik, I sprint out behind her, slice her belt so her pants drop around her ankles and she trips. And then I jump up into the air, pouncing down on her, driving both of my blades through her shoulder blades into her lungs. Ooh. Wow. Vicious. Insult to injury. And very, very effective. Dawn is obliterated. That is an amazing amount of damage for one turn, man. Yes, it was. VGAT fans, welcome to the mid-roll. I've got a few fun things to share today. First off, I want to thank Damascus710, Tumek, and Gergmerky for their kind words on the VGAT subreddit. We're always super grateful to hear nice things from people who appreciate this here little old podcast. If you were not aware, you can find the VGAT on reddit.com slash r slash VGAT. In fact, I just posted a little note there about getting messages read on the air if you're interested. Go check it out. We are, of course, eternally grateful to our Patreon sponsors. Every month, these fine examples of humanity contribute to covering the costs of putting out this podcast for all of you. It helps keep our spirits up and our show live, and we sure do appreciate it. If you'd like to donate, you can either search for the Very Good Adventuring team on Patreon, or you can link right there on our website, thevgat.com. T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. I'd also like to thank GMB9199 for leaving us a review on iTunes. They say, I got it a second ago and I'm already mildly entertained. Well, gosh darn it, GMB9199, I hope you're still here listening 46 episodes later to hear your review read in an episode. And I hope you at least made it to pretty entertained. We're doing our best for you. And finally, thanks again to all of you who are helping to let other folks know about our show. The iTunes reviews are really helpful, and so is talking to friends. 
Whether that's done with your keyboard on places like Reddit or in real meat space with your hot breaths of love for us, we're grateful for it all. Well, let's roll on back into the episode and see what these boys do with the last of the war clones. Betty, Betty, it's your last chance to try and run away. Betty is smart enough to try and run away this time, and I'm going to roll me a 1d4 to see which direction she runs in. Uh, she is running straight west, which is actually very lucky for her, because she is able to make it to the edge of the map and escape. <gasps> she would have ran... Doing, I pooped her pants while <laughs> <laughs> Blind, pants full of shit. <laughs> but, uh, like, Melvin, you're behind the caravan, so you don't see the direction she runs. Roscoe, you're pounced down, daggers in lungs on top of Dawn, so you don't catch it. She's able to make it out of here. All right, that's going to bring it back over to Melvin's turn, then. Uh, so what do we got left? We have... Basically, there's Fran and three incapacitated clowns. So... <laughs> Well, I don't even know if I can get uh, close to him, but I'll fly up. And let's see how far. You can do... I, I can dash over there? Yeah, you could do 30... You know, I'm going to I'm gonna say that to get over the caravans is going to cost you 10 feet, so your total movement will be 50 if you dash. Oh. Just because you've got to go up and vertical. I'll just uh, go over here then. I'm going to move a little bit closer to Roscoe, but still maintain some cover behind this wagon over here and uh, I'm going to give Fran two barrels of the old Ray Perkins Dash takes an action I'm going to <laughs> sit here behind this wagon and <laughs> watch what unfolds alright, Kolvik tell me about your turn, you've got Fran who's uh, looking pretty nasty is, is, is uh, definitely well into the bloody territory I'm Not feeling quite. pretty inspired looking over Fran's shoulder and seeing Roscoe just do manure, maneuvers and just tear this little clown apart. Manures. Manures. <laughs> Doing these manures. And I'm going to do this inflict wounds again <laughs> all the way up. If you had diarrhea, look, I got the manures. <laughs> <laughs> Why that would be awesome, I don't know. But. <laughs> I got the manures. I got the manures, Pop. 13 is enough to hit. Yep. And then... Well done. Man, I wish you would let me do by level on. Oh, wow. Sharp and dry. I think you got the manures. I got Fine cheddar cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right. I'm going to do it at a fifth level just because... Oh, man. You're burning all the, the remaining spell slots, huh? Mm -hmm. Shits and giggles. Not for a total of 30, 31, uh, 39. 39 damage from your inflict wounds. <laughs> that is a massive hit. You grab on like frickin' Palpatine shocking young Jedi for giggles with terrorizing wound-inflicting hands. You grab on to Fran and just destroy, destroy this poor clown. There, it, there's it's just like necrotic like, damage. So I'm thinking it's like almost fast forward when like 
the montage where like the rat decomposes and oh god, just kind of holds on and just goes fast forward, and he just decomposes, shrivels up, oh. and then all this oh. left is this little wig, <laughs> the wig on a on a skull. Nice. Well, Fran is utterly, utterly destroyed. You guys have exited combat, but three clowns remain mm-hmm. on the battlefield. There is Hannah and Garth tied up, tied back to back, and there is Ishmael trying to convince them still to go join this rotted corpse that is Fran. Are they convinced? Well, they're still hold personed. Well, for another thirty seconds or so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what do you guys want to do? Are they? Con- I mean, are they convinced though? Like when the hold person expires, will they walk over into that glyph still? Well, there's gonna have to be some. Uh, Not gonna be able to walk over anywhere. They're tied up. They could walk together. <laughs> Let's put them in the river and cast sleep on them. I was thinking we can use information on them. We have we only need We only need one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. So can these guys be convinced while they're hold hold personed? Um, so let's just, I'm going to make one comparative roll here, kind of for the whole group. We'll say this bigger dice is Ishmael trying to convince. Well, you know what? In D&D, you're not supposed to waste players' time, I think, with rolling things that are impossible. I don't think there's any way that Ishmael can convince Garth and Hannah to go hang out with the corpse of Fran. Because if you recall, the original command you gave was basically to go join the nearest person in the center group, which was Mm -hmm. Fran. So I don't think Ishmael's ever going to be able to convince (laughs) his two compatriots. He's just in a trance now. The glyph that Fran was in in the middle of is no longer there, right? That's gone. So you could have Ishmael convince them to go stand at that completely innocuous space in the field where there may or may not can be I a glyph. Can I change? No, you can issue a single command and that command stays. That's okay. what Gesh is. Oh, you can't. So he's not like your slave or whatever. No, no, he's okay. just saying the same thing over and over to him. Pretty much go to this spot, go okay. to Fran, go Could to you the you cast nearest. the spell anew? I can't anymore. <laughs> Burned up all them slots. Right, that slot. All right, well, so basically we're, <laughs> we're going to be trying to interrogate two of these clowns while the other one's blathering on trying to convince them to... <laughs> well, you're, you're also trying to convince them, I, I believe I distinctly said earlier that they understand common. They only speak clown. Gotcha. I think that's where tongue comes in. You can understand them when they speak? That's what I'm going to... I think I thought tongues only let you speak in a language. The spell grants you the creature to touch the ability to understand any spoken language it hears. So I could be able to understand them. Moreover, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language can understand what I say. Can hear the oh, target. Oh, so you, you would touch yourself. Tongue touch yourself. Yeah. Moreover, <laughs> yeah, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language can hear the target understands what it said. I would probably put it on Melvin, though, because I'm not the best speaker in-game or IRL, so... Well, I think no matter what, we need to stabby-stab Ishmael, because I think he's just going to get annoying here pretty quick. <laughs> we, just, we just have those two? Yeah, we only need one to two clones. All right, let's not waste a ton of time on that. You dispatch Ishmael. Bye, Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hardly knew ye. 
All right, so with, you're going to With a gurgling giggle, he yeah. falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to convince Picture with the hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to you're going to tongue me? Uh, I'm going to tongue you. Okay. All right, so tongues has been cast on Melvin. Melvin, you can now speak with Hannah and Garth. Hi, war clones. And clonies, please. <laughs> That's what's happening. Me and Roscoe can only hear him speaking in clown. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good like subtitles joke. Like we just don't even we don't even explain what's being said. Three minutes. Go north. All right, so. You ask, hey, clowns, and they just kind of stare at you. Do you guys understand me? They <laughs> <laughs> give you a yes. One of them does. We'll say Garth gives you the yes. I'll say, why are you attacking these people? And I wave my hands at all of these uh, wagons. <laughs> Which more or less translates down to because we like to do it. <laughs> also, we steal their stuff. Uh, where do you bring it to? <laughs> Our home in the mountains. Where's your home in the mountains? <laughs> Me on the big tree. Where's the big tree? <laughs> north. Like how far north? <laughs> Give it to you in a unit of distance. You'll understand. <laughs> um, what's a good unit of distance? Hands. Parse, parse, what? <laughs> hands. Hands? That's how many no, hands are Their unit of measurement for no reason is tents. <laughs> <laughs> 700 tents north of here. How many wagon lengths away? Well, you know, a tent is about... I think a tent is about... Uh, Probably two tents for a length, wagon length. There you go, there you go. Well, I'm going to drag a body over. How far are we of these away? Intimidate <laughs> 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 him. It just stares at you. Yeah, right. Many, not really in horror. I mean, these things are like terrifying oh, berserkers, but... How many dead war clowns away is that? <laughs> <laughs> many. <laughs> uh, who's your leader? <laughs> Which translates to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a name, right? It's uh, so I look back to Roscoe and Kovic, and I'm like, these guys are not all there, and they're not giving me a lot of information, but uh, it does sound like they have a camp that's by a big tree that's such and such far away. What do you guys want to know? Um, should we ask uh, Woktug if he yeah. knows anything about a big tree? Might as well bring out Woktug and see what he's got to say about the whole situation. You wake up Woktug. Uh, well, I mean, I would imagine that the tribe is, is awake at this point, and now that they can see that the fighting's over, they've come out, you know, they can hear through the wagons and see through the slits in their blinds, etc., that the fighting's died down and you guys are questioning these two clowns. But it's just funny every time to me. Questioning these two clowns. <laughs> Um, Woktug comes over by you guys to, um, to kind of check out and make sure nobody's injured and everything's going all right. Um, and you say, do you know where there's a big tree? And he says, what? 
the clown That's says. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty weird question to ask. Somebody has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe there was a substantial big tree that they know about. So apparently there needs to be more detail or they don't know what they're looking I, for. I also want to give you the clear impression here that these, uh, that these war clowns are idiots. Mm -hmm. Like the, an explanation of something much past like it's 700 tenths north and by a big tree is about the best that they can offer you. All right. Cartography isn't really in the clown skill set. Well, if we want to possibly um, sleep for the night or get a good rest in, we have them situated and tied up. Maybe we can do the spell again and have us lead us the way. And if they don't, they hurt. I'm cool with that. You just ask them right now. Hey, war clowns, would you lead the way back to your camp? Uh, they are not inclined to do that. What if I kill you? They would rather die than bring enemies into their camp and homes and families. Cool. Well, we're just going to make you do it tomorrow, so... Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, we're just going to pull out a lot of your teeth. Why do we need both of them? Oof. What? Why do we need both of them? I don't Why know. Why don't we yet. make an example of one? Maybe the other one will. I don't think they'll care. No? I don't think killing... I don't know what to do with two of them, but I don't know yet. I don't know either. Make them pull you there on a sled? Yeah. How high can you fly with your levitation thing? 30-ish feet? And this terrain is pretty flat? No. Are you trying to see if I can find a big tree anywhere? No. These guys are stupid. Their thing is 700 tenths away. If you're 30 feet in the air, if the ground is flat enough, you should be able to see seven, thir 700 tenths away. Which would be the tree, right? Hmm? Which would be the tree? Yeah. Yeah. And also, especially if it was a nighttime and one of you cast light on one of these numbskulls, they would just run right back home. <laughs> wow. Turn him into a beacon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea either. But we are pretty effed up as well. Yeah, that's true. Part of me wants to just keep these guys tied together, stuff their mouths full of whatever, and mm -hmm. sleep the night. And if these guys attack at night, then maybe they're sleeping during the day. So, yeah. Like Maybe a good time to attack is going to be during the day. All right, well. Long rest for the evening, or mm -hmm. the rest of the, the remainder of the night, I guess. Indeed. Long rest it is, and all of you sleep very peacefully, knowing that the only war clowns available in the area, we'll say, are either tied up or fleeing heavily wounded and blinded. Be shitted. <laughs> That's one of my favorite words. That's a really good one. I have not heard it before. It is now one And obviously, that could be a spell. Be shit. <laughs> You rest well in your long rest that you take overnight. So this, this attack happened sort of middle of the night. And you guys are now awake the next day. And, you know, you, you had a good hearty fight. So let's call it like noon, one-ish. You guys are just rolling out of bed. Grandpa is like, you're sleeping half the day away. Oh, shit, I can't say Our first ever just in beep episode. Grandpa beep. What did they say? <laughs> <laughs> what did these guys bleep out? <laughs> um, so one of one of the older orcs, you know, comes by and kind of like 
kicks some dust at you and is like, you're sleeping half the day away. And you rise to a, a bright and sunshiny day. There are two tied up war clowns and a very grateful tribe surrounding you. All these people are happy to have woken up today. How would you like to spend the day? I think we should be at one of the war clowns immediately. Just uh, stretch our legs in the morning. We had a clown. Got <laughs> <laughs> the tone for the day. Good casual way to wake up. <laughs> well, unless yeah. there's a better way to kill him, more efficient. We cut him in half with a hole. Cut him in half how? With the the portable hole. Oh, the portable hole. You guys haven't killed a lot of things with the portable hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have to get part of them out of the portable hole. Are we just, like, eating our breakfast right now? Just <laughs> contemplating the most efficient way to butcher this guy? It sounds like you're not going for efficient. What if we um, turn them over to the orcs and let them deal with them? I don't know. What, would, what do we think the orcs would do with these war clones? Probably just kill them right away, huh? Yeah, the other orcs, would they be able to defend themselves and even know how to kill someone? It sounds like they're pretty peaceful. They're pretty pacifists. If you, you don't know what would happen if you gave up a war clown to them, but... yeah. Probably not much. I almost like the idea of our, our world guillotine pretty much of the portable hole. <laughs> then we have like half a war clown in our hole. Right. We why have do, to fish why out. do you have to do half? Why not just a head? True. That's you using, that's using your dipstick, Colvick. Oh, just, put your, just put your head in here. There's, <laughs> We're going to go bobbing for apples. <laughs> Take a look in here, would you? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> dropped a gold piece in this portable hole. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fancy new slide whistle down there for you. <laughs> I think we should just we had him or cut his throat. Yeah. That's going to be easiest. He put him in the river and put him to sleep. That's true. <laughs> All right. I'll go cut his throat quick. la di da Learn to cut a clown's throat. <laughs> <laughs> now we have one more clown. The other one is over there distraught, crying out his name. <laughs> 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 That's right. terrible. So, so now you got one war clown. Hmm? One less war clown. This clown is currently under the spell Gash, correct? That did go through? Um, yeah, that, that's still... Yeah, we killed the one that wasn't under the spell. Mm -hmm. I, I, my thought there really was making you roll to see if you remembered which one had the spell on it. <laughs> Why does all war clowns look the... Do they all look the same? Oh, no. Well, I mean, they all look different, but... You guys are foreigners. They all look Probably. like juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> Just fat and skinny war clowns, I'm sure. Mm. Oh man, what a missed opportunity! Should have had like the they're all like they all meet up once a year at a big concert or something <laughs> like. Ah, uh, whatever. We can further develop that mythology later. You know what I think of when I think of war clown? What's that? You ever see the movie Spawn? Uh, yeah. Oh, the and uh, John Leguizamo plays the mm -hmm. creepy clown demon guy. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy is creepy. That's Good what point. I think about. That's what this guy looks like. Nice. Uh, I remember it from the comic books, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been relegated to being the mechanic in John Wick. Still not bad though. So, what do we? Can we tell this guy to go home and follow him, or can we not do that? I would say yes. I would specifically ask him. Tell him to go to your war clown camp. Can we tell him to do cartwheels all the way there? <laughs> I bet we could. I, I mean, mean, whether he would like run out of energy or what would happen, I think that'd be an issue. But 
what would that well no wait so all right hang on a second i gotta look at the spell again because i thought you had to give the command when you did the spell so i think maybe you've got to do the spell again i'm gonna bust this out real quick well didn't i ask him to do that beforehand too i don't know all i know is the spell lasts for a long time so why do we so well, the only reason so why he would do whatever you said for wanna, thirty days. Yeah, the only reason why because I don't want to waste a level five spell when I only have two of them. Just took a long rest. I understand. Uh, well, actually, right. going through the chat, it looks like I did tongues, but I never did the spell on him. All right, so so looking back through the spell here, you place a magical command on a creature that you can see within range, forcing it to carry out some service or refrain from some action or course of activity as you decide. That, to me, getting all rules lawyer, would imply that as you cast the spell, mm -hmm. you issue the command. Okay. So even if you did cast this last night to do something else, it, it's no longer in effect now. All right. If you want to gesh him again, mm -hmm. I guess you'll just have to cast the spell again. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Woo. Man, this spell can last for a long time. At 7th or 8th level... You can make him do something for a year. Masturbate. That's right where my head went. God damn it. Get out of my head. Butters, why are you doing that? Well, nothing's coming out. Oh we'll keep God. at it, man. You would not have a wiener left by the end of the year. Oh, or it would just be all like calloused and scabby. And leathery. Yeah. And you're coming out like the guy from Idiocracy with one buff arm and one <laughs> keep America baiting since 2000. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be like, put a finger in your butt. <laughs> Come on, one year, just like, have. You just always like, Bill, what are you doing over there? What? That's no fun. <laughs> what? Actively finger your butt. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> oh, you, you go raw. <laughs> you would just have like a. <laughs> we can't use this. Oh my god. I think we can. I'm oh, pretty for sure, sure can. we can. What is, how is this worse than anything else yeah, we've said? I don't know. What line did this cross for you? <laughs> I think the line of imagination. <laughs> you don't want anyone to have to imagine somebody fingering their own butt for their. I don't want to days. listen to this again and imagine somebody fingering That's their own true. butt again. <laughs> I have to listen to it either way, so I'm already damned. Four or five times doing music. Fingering your butt. Fingering your butt. <laughs> Make a song out of that. Like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other entertaining suggestions for Gash, or uh, do you guys have a course of action you'd like to tell me? I would like to cast Gash upon this individual, War Clown, and tell him to go home, find his way back to his War Bandit camp. Okay. Well, there's nothing in here about how elaborate the uh, command can be, so I would say that you cast that. Uh, and I would just wind. indicate immediately, so he'd have to just... Go straight there. All right. Let me know what your wisdom save DC is. I believe it is 15. All right. Got to beat a 15 or he's got to try and go home. Should have saved that other clone. That's going to be a three. Well, you can cast it on him again. But oh, it doesn't yeah. matter because he failed. Mm -hmm. So you cast Gash here and it can... So we're just going to have a rope type to him so he doesn't... I mean, he's just going to go there. We don't have to let him run away. I mean, whatever you want to do, man. It's your clone. <laughs> it's the old clown Do what you want to do So This War clown has failed The test of wills Battling against your mind, Kolvik 
and it is compelled to go back to its tribe. And what we're going to do here is, as mentioned previously, these things literally would, uh, would rather die than bring you back to their home. So I'm going to just roll a die, and we're going to see if it either tries to go back to its home or if it takes the damage. Uh-oh. Uh, it is going to try to resist, so oh, I'm going to need you to roll. What's your damage again on this? It's some obscene number, like 5d10 or something. 5d10 yeah, psychic damage. 5d10. You should heal him. Uh, should what? Heal him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's probably pretty low. Uh, I assume he probably rested that night too, so. I rolled a 36 for damage. Yeah, might you have to bring him back alive and do this again? You might have to. But you're gonna blow all your spells just I trying know. to keep this stupid clown alive. Uh, so while the creature is charmed by you, which is still in effect, it takes five d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner directly counter to your instructions, but no more than once each day. So this thing has taken a big old obscene pile of damage, but not enough to kill it. Yay! Oof. That does unfortunately mean, though, that it successfully resisted your instructions. So it's still under the spell, and tomorrow it's going to try and go home. But right now, it's just sitting there being in pain. Okay. We could start heading the direction into the woods, or we just stay put with our orc friends. What if we start like cutting things off? He's just going to be in more pain. He's not going to go home. Well, it will kill itself rather than bring us to its thing, but... We're not going to kill it. We're going to cause it a tremendous amount of pain. I, I guess I just don't see what more pain will do for him. He's not going to change his mind all of a sudden. He's just going to die. Fair enough. It's the Thanos line. The strongest of something takes the strongest of wills or whatever the fuck. Besides this war clown business, what other tasks were we going on? I mean, what, what, we have, what, what were we working on before or after this? Because I feel like this was just kind of a... This whole war clown business? Yeah. Oh, well, this before that, we had the clam slam. Oh, yeah. That potentially we were going to mm -hmm. go to. But this clam slam was more important because of, you know, your brother Whack Tug. True. And we don't know if your family's safe yet, right? Nope. I just kind of remember what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really important that we wipe out all war clowns from the face of the earth. I don't know if we can do that, but. I think we can, with enough determination. Well, we should probably just start heading that way, then. Did we have any... Did he try to start walking in a direction? Uh, nope, he just sat there, resisted, and took a lot of brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me? I don't give a fuck what you do. You don't care about anything at the moment? We can... The laziest, we don't know where these things live. Yeah, the so laziest thing would be to stay here and wait one more day. Wait one more day. What else we got besides time? Why don't we wait till night? Cast light on the stupid thing and set them free. Because they're sneaky devils. Like I suggested before, be able to see where it goes. Yeah, but we don't know he's gonna go home. They may have traps. Episode 46. <laughs> Honk.
was released on September 2nd, 2018. Come back next week for laughs of all kinds on... Vegan! 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 The Very Adventuring Team! <laughs> oh, wow. There's no way. What's an Owen Wilson over here? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.